It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Passion and your part, Bruce, is it? Yeah. I really want to emphasize that it's important to have children and to create the new generation. And as simple as it sounds, if people do not have children... There is no new generation. So, I'm very much in favor of humanity expanding and creating a bright and exciting future for the world. And, but fundamental to the furtherance of human civilization is having humans. As simple and basic as that sounds, and every, every year I look at the, the birth rates and I'm like, it's, it's a, a bit depressing because birth rates seem to decline every year. And I, I think that perhaps my biggest advice to leaders, to government leaders, and to, to the people in general, would be to make sure to have children to create the new generation. And I think any incentives that can be done to incent the new generation, to make it easier for women to have children and to support the children, I think would be very wise. This is so fundamental, and I really can't emphasize that enough. If you don't have a new generation, there is no new generation. Or with current birth rates, I think it may be the generations are, birth rates may be half of the replacement rate. And what that means is in three generations, the population will be one, roughly one-tenth of its current size. In three generations, maybe four generations, the, you'll, the population will be one-tenth of its current size. So I, I, I always uh, want to emphasize this point because it is so basic and fundamental that if if, if there's not at least a birth rate which is keeping population constant, then uh, the, the, a people will, will disappear. Disappear, Mr. Musk. Disappear. Disappear. We have a lot of immigration. Somebody says that immigration is important for that reason. What's your point on that? Immigration is coming in Europe and is coming in America from the south of America and then Europe from the south of the Mediterranean Sea. What do you think about that? Well, I think one can't uh, depend on other countries for immigration. And in fact, if you look at, say, the population worldwide, and this is almost everywhere in the world, and it seems to be a function of how once a country industrializes, once a country urbanizes, the population immediately starts to decline. So one could say, for example, 
like, like China could not possibly solve its population with immigration because if China is currently tracking to be maybe lose 40% of its population every generation, that would be 700 million, 800 million people, or 700, roughly seven, six, 700 million people. It's a lot, basically. You'd have to have the entire United States immigrate there twice every generation to simply maintain numbers, just for China. So immigration, the, there simply aren't enough numbers in immigration. And I think there is value to a culture. We don't want cultures, we don't want Japan to disappear, we don't want Italy as a culture to disappear, we don't want France as a culture to disappear. I think we have to have the, maintain the sort of reasonable cultural identity of the various countries. Well, they simply will not be those countries. Italy is the people of Italy. The buildings are there, but really, what is Italy? Italy is the people of Italy. So, I mean, I just think it's... And I speak as someone who is very much, very much an environmentalist. I believe in having, building a sustainable future for the world. I think that there are very few people who, as an individual, who have done more than I have for, to help the environment with electric cars and solar and batteries to create a sustainable energy future because we absolutely need a sustainable energy future. But there is an aspect of the environmental movement that I think has gone too far. Really, said from you... Yes. So, said for me, I think I am objectively one of the world's leading environmentalists in terms of doing things. I not say so. Like, I, I'm an environmentalist who does things I'm of talk, of action, not talk. I act. So, so I feel I can say, as, as an environmentalist, that the environmentalist movement has gone too far. And in that, if you, in the natural extension of the environmentalist movement, if you go too far, you start to look at humanity as a bad thing. You start to look at humanity as though we are a plague on the surface of the earth, as though humanity is a bad thing. And in fact, there are some people who think and, and say explicitly that, in fact, there was on the front page of the New York Times, there was a guy who said, there are 8 billion people on earth, it would be better if there were none, which is crazy. Definitely. So, you told me a joke about that. You told me once a joke about the cows and the problem with the cows. You remember that? Oh, yeah, don't worry about the cows. The cows <laughs> are fine. Cows are not going to destroy the environment. Cows are fine. Yes. We have a lot of, a lot of laws, European laws, against all the people who work with them. It's a big issue for us because it seems green issue, but it's a very industrial issue for us. Yeah, I think farming and cows are not, do not have any meaningful effect on the environment. Yes, um, underline, please. I, yes, objectively, this is true. So, so the, if you say, like, there's really only one thing that matters from an environmental standpoint uh, for carbon, which is that we are taking uh, billions, eventually trillions of tons of carbon from buried deep with it under the earth and putting transferring it to the atmosphere and oceans. That's, the, that's actually really all that matters, is taking vast amounts of carbon from underground where it's buried and moving it into the atmosphere by burning it. And if you do that for long enough, eventually you will get climate change. Now, I think the climate change alarm is a little somewhat overblown in the short term. It's still a concern in the long term, but I think it's exaggerated in the short term. Great. Now, I have to try to thread the, the needle here between what, like what is pragmatic and what is sensible, what really matters and what doesn't matter. What really matters is that over the long term, over the course of the next several decades, that we gradually reduce how many millions and billions of tons of carbon that we move from underground and to the atmosphere because we're running sort of a climate experiment that is dangerous. But I also don't think that I think of it as a fundamental civilizational risk. It, it is, it's not going to destroy life on Earth. It's not going to destroy humanity. But it will create a hardship if you change the climate over many decades. So it's, I think my, my, my message is like, 
I think much more pragmatic and I think correct and sensible. And I, and I don't think we should demonize oil and gas. I think we should say, look, that is obviously necessary in the short term and the medium term too. And it'll take several decades to become sustainable. So I think if we just, without getting too worried about it, seek to have a sustainable energy future gradually, then that's what will happen. And so but I think that some of the environmentalist movement has, is part of what is causing people to lose hope in the future. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that we should have hope in the future. We should be excited about the future, and we should build the future we want. What about, um, you call it the walk mind? Uh-huh. Yes, it's, your, it's the name you gave to that. Yeah, yeah, walk mind. That virus, island, yeah, yeah. walk mind illness. What's that, a virus? Yeah, so, so... It's coming to Europe, I have to advise you. Huh? Yes, well, this is not something you should import from America. Please don't import the woke mind virus, it's bad. <laughs> so, the, the, I mean, essentially, that... To summarize maybe the woke mind virus, it consists of creating very divisive identity politics. So it actually amplifies, woke virus, mind virus in my view, amplifies racism, amplifies, frankly, sexism, and all the isms. And while claiming to do the opposite, it, it actually divides people and makes them sort of hate each other, and it makes people hate themselves. And it's also anti-meritocratic. It's not like, it's not merit-based. So you want to have people succeed based on how hard they work and the talents, not who they are, whether they're man, woman, what race or gender. What it, that stuff is all creating, it's an artificial mental civil war that is created. And it's not, and let me say, it's no fun, okay? It is like woke mind virus and fun are incompatible. There's no fun in that. No joy. Woke mind it, virus is all about condemning people instead of celebrating people. Like when in the woke, it just doesn't celebrate. It's all about condemning and being divisive and, and being just, I think it's just evil, frankly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So bad. Yeah. But you get a lot of problems saying so on, on your social in Excel or have this point of view. You were a good friend of Obama administration and now they don't really like you so much for, for this kind of speech you do in public or not. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm very pro-human. I'm very pro-civilization. I'm in favor of humanity and our collective consciousness expanding on Earth and going beyond Earth, being a multi-planet species, a space-faring civilization, and being out there among the stars and finding out the nature of the universe. Like, all the things that it's... That seems like, to me, an, an you know, exciting thing, something you can get really excited about, is you're going to get excited... Like, We want to have ideas that make you look forward to waking up in the morning, look forward to the day, look forward to the future. And so you have to say, what excites you about the future? What moves your heart about the future? What makes you say like, yes, I'm glad about what will happen in the future. That's what we must focus on. And that's why we have to have a new generation. We've got to build and we've got to grow. And like I said, we understand, this, understand the nature of this beautiful universe that we find ourselves in and the meaning of life or even what questions to ask about meaning of life. Let us explore this wondrous creation and have a good time doing it. That's my philosophy. <laughs> Let me go back for a little, because I want to ask you about your perception of Europe as a building, not as, as people. Because Europe does want a lot of integration of cultures, different cultures, and has different approach to the immigration. We heard Meloni did a lot on that with Premier Rama, I see in the first line of Albania. What do you think about the, this approach of Europe approach as building, I would say, as an established? Well, I, I should say, like, to be clear, on immigration overall, I, I'm, I'm very much in favor of legal immigration. 
I think that generally, I think one should welcome to a country anyone who is willing to work hard and is honest, has high integrity, and will add to any given country. If somebody is an asset to the country, why not have them join? That's sure. obviously a great thing to do. So I think it, it's good actually to have an increase in legal immigration and a simple... A legal with paper, with... with yeah, just some approval process. Sure. But with a simple requirement that, look, if somebody is going to add to a country, like just really hardworking and high integrity, let them in. I think that's great. But if, there's, if it's illegal immigration and there's no filter, well, how do you know who's coming? And you don't know. So you, you have to have some basis for saying somebody should come in or not come in. And my argument is, like, it should be a very simple basis. Uh, will they add to the country? Will they be a productive part of the economy? And do they admire the culture? Do they want to join because of the culture? Then that's great. But if, if there's no process for that, then you, you don't know. I think at least some number of the people that come in Will, will not be necessarily, and, and I want to be careful because my words will be misconstrued. I, I'm not saying all Im, illegal immigrants are, are, I think probably perhaps most of them are good, but there will be some if there's no process for reviewing, not at all, then how can you say that everyone who is an illegal immigrant is going to be honest and hardworking? You can't say that because you simply don't know. So, so I want to be clear, top line, pro-immigration, but let's increase legal immigration, but we should stop illegal immigration. I think this is just logical. You have a lot of company. So That's right. You can drink because I want to do the list of the company. Yeah. You have five, seven minutes to do that. I mean, I'm joking with SpaceX, uh, X, uh, Neuralink. Uh, so many X's. Uh, I, All guess, the X's. Guess what my favorite letter is. It's a good place to invest Italy, and it's a good place, place to invest uh, some of, I mean, not your money, but some investment from your company, of the American companies, of the, I would say, competitive companies in this place. What's your opinion? No, I, I mean, I think Italy is uh, an incredible country, incredible culture. I love visiting. I love the Italian people. I think you guys are amazing. It's like, so, 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 so I, I want, uh, I, I personally, I want the, actually, I want the prosperity of Italy, and I want the prosperity of every country. I want the prosperity of humanity as a whole. And, and like I said, I want us to have an exciting future where we're, we're fired up about what's going to happen and really excited. So, and I think it, Italy is a great place to invest. It's a great, it's a great country. And, but I do want to emphasize that, that I do worry that about the low birth rate. And if a company is to invest in Italy, they're like, well, well you have to say, like, Will there be enough people to work there? It's a simple question. If the workforce is declining, then if the workforce is declining, then who will work at the company? It's simple. No. If there's no people, there's no people to work. Yeah, but I mean, in 50 years, 60. No, no, but I think it's even sooner than that, though. If, You're so worried about that. Is the problem. I, I feel like a total Cassandra here because like, I seem to be worried about it much more than other people. But there just needs to be people. If you don't make a new generation of people, there is no new generation of people. So that's it. I know I'm being, I'm being repetitive here, but I'm just trying to state facts. So, and yeah, so. It's a good place to invest. I, no, I agree it's a good place to invest. And, and what a wonderful country. So uh, please make more Italians is what I'm saying. You said once that the internet is the system, is the narrow, I, I write down the, your word, the nervous system of humanity. What's it? Yes. The, you the said answer, once to me. And what's yeah, a long time ago, actually. intelligence for you? Sorry, there? The intelli artificial intelligence. Artificial, uh, if that is the nervous system, artificial intelligence, what's, I mean, use another metaphor. Uh, you ask me, what do I think of artificial yeah. intelligence? Uh, Obviously. Well, you can think of... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Artificial intelligence as... This is perhaps the, you, the, the biggest inflection point in intelligence since Homo sapiens. Yeah. Artificial intelligence is will be essentially a sort of a, a new species or is a new species. So I think one of the biggest challenges, if, you, if I look at, say, civilizational risk, the, the risk to the future of humanity, birth rate is one of them. If we just don't have kids and dwindle away, that's one which I've talked a lot about. The other is, there's always like potentially nuclear war, of course, that kind of thing. Uh, the, then AI is also an existential risk, and we need to be... I think we need to be careful with the advent of AI, but it is very much, it's a, very much a double-edged sword. You can think of AI as kind of like the magic genie, that like digital superintelligence will be capable of doing anything, pretty much anything. But he doesn't have any consciousness. I'm wondering about that. I mean, there is a whole question of like, what is consciousness? In fact, so here's like, I always say, I've thought a lot about what is consciousness and where does consciousness arise? To say, like, because I, I think in terms of physics, and at least if physics is true, then we go from a side of the universe where things are almost entirely hydrogen. And then if you leave the hydrogen out long enough, eventually it coalesces into stars, and then those stars explode, and then they recondense re and so, so mo like most of the mass in your body is was once at the center of a star which is kind of wild billions of years ago and so so where along the lines of hydrogen to human does consciousness arise you get very serious when you speak about that huh? yeah no, it's, always... it's a real question if you leave hydrogen out in the sun long enough it, it starts talking to itself here we are hydrogen talking to itself how to deal with that so if it is so important, how to deal? I mean, right, laws, personal behavior, how to deal with that artificial intelligence? This is a process, I mean... I think we need to keep, a, keep a close eye on artificial intelligence. I mean, I'm in favor of some regulatory insight, just so that there's, someone can at least be a referee. Like, if you think of any game, like, there's always a referee for a game for industries that affect the good of the people. There's our, there are regulatory agencies that oversee those industries. Anything that's dangerous, is overseen by some kind of referee or regulator. I think we should have the same thing for AI, just to help ensure that it is beneficial. The good part of AI is that we are headed for a future of abundance. So AI and robotics will mean that there are no shortage of goods and services. You, there, was, there will be goods and services. If, if you can think of it, you can have it, basically. So this is quite profound. Like I said, it's the magic genie. AI and, AI and robotics will get you anything you want. Now, usually in these sort of fairy tales about magic genies, it doesn't turn out so well. You have to be careful what you wish for, even if what you wish for are wishes. So it's just something we should be cautious about. Okay. On the plus side, it will bring many benefits, like I said. It will usher in an age of abundance. So the, the positive scenario of AI is that there's an age of abundance, 
and there is no shortage of goods and services, that any scarcity that exists will be only because we define it to be scarce. So, and it, it does seem to be somewhat of an in inevitable thing, AI. So there's that, supposedly that Chinese saying about, may you live in interesting times. Well, I think we currently live in the most interesting of times in all of history right now. So anyway, so my recommendation on AI is, I think we want some kind of regulatory oversight just to make sure that it's beneficial AI. Great. We hope so. Uh, and what about what the governments like, I mean, they are elected by people like Meloni and this government and the other government, they have any risks or what do you think about this challenge for the executive of the nations about all these new process? So I'm not sure I understand the question. What's the risk for the government of these intelligence? Are, are there any risks? I mean, that democracy is finished. Well, I think there's certainly risk of artificial intelligence affecting voting opinion, I suppose, and manipulating public opinion. So I think there's some risk of, yeah, AI manipulating the public. I think there's, there's okay. some risk of that. So, yeah. Okay. But I think, prob like, like I said, 80% probable that AI is beneficial. 20%, something like that. I, I'm, I, I'm always worried because we have a, a new government, it's two years, this government, almost two years. And we have a Europe for us, it's our artificial intelligence. It seems like artificial intelligence, but it's not very intelligent uh, sometimes, Europe. And so I'm wondering what do you think about the government <coughs> and about Europe? For us, it's so important, the relation. I understand artificial intelligence in the future, but in the present, uh, we have laws, constraints that comes from Europe. What do you think about that, if you have any opinion on that. What do you think about Italian government, which is trying to have a position? I would say a position, Meloni. I don't know if there's more than a position. You want me to be more tough than a position? It's okay. What do you think? It's good to have a position in Europe to be, I mean, I would say different from the uh, main course of European politics. Do you, mean, do you mean like country decisions versus EU decisions or? or no? Decision about green, about the politics, immigration. Oh. I mean, I, I, there's a separate question of like, I think regulations in Europe, um, there are too many regulations. In, in general, not, I'm, I'm not speaking about specific case of AI. I, I think one could look at this as overall a fundamental function of, of a stable civilization. The longer that any given civilization is stable and does not have a, a, a big war, the more rules and regulations will accumulate over time. So rules, regulations, laws, they are immortal. They never die. So, but people die. So if every year more and more rules, regulations, and laws are added, you will eventually make everything illegal. And you can think of it Gulliver's Travels, where Gulliver, if the nation is Gulliver, is being tied down by one little regulatory string at a time. And eventually you have millions of strings, and then the giant can't move. And so and I think there needs to be something where we delete rules, regulations, and laws, because if we keep, if we simply, if, if all we do is add them, eventually we will be able to do nothing. Chef, shall I do some question about your companies? Because here there are all the young people, not only the young people from an important Italian party, and they, most of them use the social network, they use X. And um, I saw in the past days that the CEO of Disney said, I don't want to invest any advertising on X. And he's investing, uh, for example, in the Meta, in the Instagram, and he said uh, there are problems uh, of, I don't know which kind of problem they find on yeah, X. I want child to... exploitation on what Instagram. Kind of... Yeah, what's going on? Why an important investor like Disney says something so tough on, on X? What's going on there? Well, I think, first of all, I think X will be fine. And we are actually already seeing advertisers return to X. 
So I guess they were, I don't know, upset with something I said or something, I don't know. But they, advertisers, I think, are, the brand advertisers are a little, they're always worried about their brand. And yeah. maybe, I think maybe a bit more than they should be. But I think it's a short-term issue. Like I said, the advertisers, they sometimes get upset, but then they usually calm down and they return to advertising. So Come on, you know that there is the walk virus over there. Well, oh yes, that's okay, the so problem. I, I don't it's want like, to answer for you. Yeah, hey, no, you're right. If, if we're going to fight the work mind virus, then the work mind virus will fight back. And unfortunately, Disney is deeply infected with, with the work <laughs> mind virus. In fact, if you ask an AI, what is the most work company on earth? It's Disney. Really? <laughs> But, and you have to say, what would, I mean, I think they should be asking themselves, what would Walt Disney think of Disney today? I think he's turning in his grave. I think he's not happy. <laughs> sure. If the namesake of the company is not happy, that's probably a bad sign. Because Walt Disney, what did he care about? He cared about bringing joy to people's lives. He poured, ma making wonderful things that children and families could enjoy. And he was, he created some of the, the coolest art in the world and stuff that even, a hundred years after it's created, we still yeah. remember it, and it's still a major thing. But you have to say, how great was Walt Disney? It was amazing. But now, D Disney, at least for now, is deeply infected with the uh, work mind virus. I think that will, that will change. Obviously. Yeah, oh, I hope so. He arrived at the European Commission. They're not investing on X, huh? you know that. I Maybe they're a little, they got the work mind virus too. Yeah. You don't care. I, I think so. And it's like, why are they importing this, this crazy thing from America? It's like, it's just something that was created basically by sort of far left crazy people in US colleges. And now it's spreading all over the world. And it's like, like the thing is the work mind virus, it's not a message of joy. It's a, a message of division. Sure. It's not a message of love. It's a message of hate. And I was like, and so I, I'm like, like, let's, I don't know. I'm, I'm in favor of like to have a future that's got more love, more like, more. And, and I, let, let us build a fun, exciting future. And the work by environment is all about condemning one group and condemning this, condemning that. It's like, and it's also like just being like, it just wants to scold you all the time and treat you like, a, I don't know, who wants to be scolded? It's not fun. So anyway, I think we want to have a, like, so I, I guess at its heart, my concern is that the work by environment is anti-civilizational. Um, and End of civilization. Anti-civilization. If it represents a cost for your company, what's your, you have a trade-off between the cost of your position and the, and the cost for the company. What's your choice? And what, how much is important in your behavior, the, the free speech standing? That's the question. I, I do think free speech is incredibly important because if people cannot speak their minds, and then we, we won't have a democracy. Democracy is, uh, the foundation of democracy is freedom of speech. Yeah. But also saying something, so, is laughing at that because he knows that it's so important for you. But tell me more about the free speech because here is very important. A person here couldn't speak for a lot of people because they were considered mavericks and worse than that. Free speech for everybody is important, not just for the person who say the right things. It's Ex correct. Exactly. No, exactly. The free speech means that free speech is only relevant. Free speech is only meaningful. When, if, if you allow people you don't like to say things you don't like. So that's how it's working. That's how you know it's working. Because the, as, once you start to censor people you don't like saying things you don't like, it's only a matter of time before that censorship turns on you. Eventually, live by the sword, die by the sword. Live by censorship, die by censorship. Two minutes. Vabbè, allora, ci abbiamo due minuti. Eh, ragazzi, qua per... Hey. Che Grazie. cosa? Tutti fategli un applauso a Ilion, dai facciamogli altri paio di minuti eh.
Elon, why you spoke about free speech? You bought Twitter for the free speech. Two minutes, two minutes. Just for the free speech, not for the business inside. You bought uh, Oh, X. yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So I think you have to say, like, if civilization is not strong, if civilization doesn't grow, then nothing else matters. Profits don't matter if civilization collapses. There's no profits. There's no... You, we are not... We cannot exist absent civilization. So sometimes maybe people may say, like, well, is this an altruistic thing? I mean, I think it's... For me, it feels altruistic. But even if it's... Even if one is not altruistic, even if one is very self-centered, you have to say, if you simply think long-term, you have to be pro-civilization because you cannot exist without civilization. Okay? How important from zero to ten in the scale from zero to ten money? You are the richest person in the world. How is important money for you from zero to ten? Zero is the less important and it's the good one. I don't know. I don't want to... One or two or something? No, come on. No, I mean... One say, or two. Just one or two. Well, if you say like... The, the reason I guess I have what wealth or it's really just shares in the company is that I've created these companies. And these companies like SpaceX, Tesla is 140,000 jobs direct worldwide and five times that number maybe almost a million jobs when you look at the whole supply chain what is what tesla's created and then spacex is about 15,000 people and also like maybe full total supply chain 50,000 people so i mean i've basically with the help of many talented people built these companies and then the so-called these wealth statistics simply they simply add up what the ownership is in the companies and say, okay, this is a certain amount of money. But I don't actually have that in money. I have it in stock. I just, it's just that the companies have succeeded. But How was the, the last launch of the SpaceX? Uh, tell me something. That's question, please, Giovanni. The last launch, I, I see Mauro there sitting on the floor. Why are you sitting on the floor? Are you worried about the high? How was the last launch? Was You were uh, optimist about your SpaceX, the big... Yeah, so, well, well Starship... So the, 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 the exciting thing about Starship is that it's the first rocket design that could make life multiplanetary, that could enable a self-sustaining base on the moon and a city on Mars. So because it is it's not just a very large vehicle, but it is designed for full and rapid reusability, so that would lower the cost of access to space by, I don't know, maybe 100 or more. And so and it, basically it's the first rocket that is capable of building a base on Mars. And a base on the moon. Yes. That's the yeah. So there's the great Italian physicist Enrico Fermi. I'm a big admirer of Fermi. And he had he was very good at asking profound questions. And one of his questions, which is called the Fermi paradox, is where are the aliens? And one of the explanations is that and perhaps I think the one that I think is most appears to be most accurate is that consciousness is extremely rare. That it's we, people often ask me, have I do I know about aliens or something like that? I get asked that a lot. And the crazy thing is that I've seen no evidence of aliens whatsoever. This means that I think most likely, at least in this part of the galaxy, we are the only consciousness that exists. And so you can think of human consciousness really as like a, a tiny candle in a vast darkness. And we must do everything we can to ensure that the candle does not go out. Great. We can finish with that. We can finish with that. Okay. We can finish with this. Oh, and so, so it's worth reading about the Fermi Paradox and because people have thought very hard about this because there are these, because one of the things is like, well, maybe there are these great filters and these civilizations don't pass these filters. One of the filters is, do we become a multi-planet species or not? If we do not become a multi-planet species, then eventually, at some point, something will happen to the planet. Either it will be man-made or it will be something natural, like a, a meteor, like whatever killed the dinosaurs. For example, so 